Hey guys, this is Malobi and you are listening to the Pan-African Traders Podcast. On this podcast, we're going to be speaking with experts in trade across the value chain, on the continent and also across the diaspora. This podcast is also sponsored by Kadan Kadan. Kadan Kadan is a new groupage app that allows you to share space within a shipping container so that you can save costs when it comes to your logistics and transportation. Visit kadankadank.com to learn more or visit the Instagram page Kadankadan Official. Well, good evening, everyone. Good afternoon, good morning, wherever you are. This is Malobi from the Pan-African Traders Podcast. And today I have Agnes and Charles from Permaculture Ghana. And we are going to be speaking about permaculture. We're going to learn about Moringa and the different products they make from Moringa and also other products that they sell from Ghana. And yeah, just get to know their business and and, and see what they they've learned along the way on their journey. So good evening, Charles and Agnes. How are you guys doing today? Good evening, sir. We are doing great today. Wow, good, Hope good, good. Also good. doing well. I'm doing very well, doing very well. And you, Charles, how are you doing? I'm doing very good. I'm very strong and really hoping for this our discussion. Fantastic, fantastic. Okay, so I just wanted to get straight into it and learn a bit more about your business. Your business is called um, Permaculture Ghana. Is that correct? What's the full business name? Exactly. So we have a Ghana Permaculture Institute. So uh, with the institute, we have yeah the business section where we have it like Pema Moringa product. We have Pema products. Fantastic, fantastic. Yeah. So from the name straight away, it seems like permaculture is very important to you. So can you explain for people that are listening, what, what is permaculture and, and why is it important? Permaculture, uh, in simple terms, I would say mimicking from nature and then study how nature works, how the old system, how our forefathers were farming in terms of agriculture, and then how we can farm sustainably, and then also create a sustainable environment, produce products that are environmentally friendly, and then also support the livelihood in our communities. So the permaculture based in three key ethics, that is, as anything that you do, you must care for the earth. That is, if you are doing agricultural, if you are into agricultural products, producing or in any agriculture, you need to care for the earth that is farmed sustainably. And the second ethic is care for the people. The people care, the food we eat, you need to care for the people. You need to be able to support the social needs of the people in our rural communities. And the third, ethic is fair share or uh, uh, sharing. And that is sharing the proceeds that we have, selling what you eat and then selling what you have. Selling is part of sharing because if you have abundance and you don't want to give out, you are not sharing. Therefore we share with our communities, the good knowledge, the good products that we have. So the permaculture is 
in a way, farming sustainably and in creating a sustainable system, doing business sustainably, helping each other and growing together. Wow, wow, that's that's beautiful. And um, and I, I think that's very important as we move forward. I think um, I'm hearing this word permaculture a lot more these days. And uh, I think more and more people are finding it important. So, you know, what, what has been the sort of um, reception so far in Ghana? Do you find that people are interested in permaculture or do you find that it's a bit difficult to um, encourage people to use permaculture right now? We are currently working with over 8,000 farmers. And at the moment you organize and currently we have a project that uh, we envisage training over 2,250 uh, farmers with the BMZ for the next two, three years. And then anytime any farmer, the rural farmers, the communities hears of the concept of permaculture, they understand it very quick and they appreciate the concept because in a way it is an organic farming. And before the introduction of this synthetic chemical application in farming, we were already using our forefathers, we were already using the organic system of farming. And we were not degrading land as the way it is today. We were not uh, killing our microorganisms that are in the soil, we we're not, um, polluting our water bodies and then killing a lot of our herbs with the pesticides. So when we introduce this permaculture, any farmer uh, who already knows the system we were cultivating appreciates this concept very well. And we are getting a lot of members. Currently, we are working with over 8,000 farmers in Ghana and we are training most of these farmers in our permaculture system and also organic uh, farming system. Wow, wow, 8,000, that, that's a lot. <laughs> I mean, you know, it must have taken you guys quite some time to, to build up that network. How do, you, how do you actually get more farmers into your network? Do you go to their farm and sit down and talk with them? Like, what's that process like of recruiting more farmers to join your network? Okay, let me come in. We get more farmers by giving training to farmers. We organize programs and we invite farmers. So when we train them, we always ask them to also go and train other farmers. So sometimes we visit uh, the farmers and we, we have leaders. And the leaders also go and train other farmers. So we, if we need products, we buy from our uh, leaders and we assign them to also go and buy from other farmers too. So this is how we get the farmers. Additionally, um, we also do a lot of um, community advocacy and sensitization about our system. We do radio, uh, local radio programs where we promote this permaculture farmers, where farmers interested also contact us. And then we do other TV programs and we also share a lot of 
uh, staff on our Facebook, that is Ghana Permaculture Institute. So many farmers are able to get in contact. As Madam said, the trainings we also offer to some of the farmers when they participate and they go to their various communities, other members in their communities learn from what they came to learn and then they teach them and from there they become part of our network. Wow, that's really interesting. So, they, you know, one one another person teaches another person and it just kind of expands and expands and, and until you get 8,000. Wow, that's, that's very interesting. Um, so so I actually forgot to ask this in the beginning. Um, is your what kind of business are you run? Is it a is it an NGO? Is it a for profit? Is it not for profit? What what is the the institute about? How what's the model? So we have um, the education aspect of it, where we which is non profit, non for profit, and which is to give the trainings to the farmers and then to organize advocacy trainings and to organize sensitization programs, and then also to, to sensitize and then call for policy uh, advocacy, do a lot of policy advocacies in, in the country. And then we have the business aspect, because currently if you are running an NGO and you are not able to have economic aspect of your NGO, if you don't take care, it, is not, it will not be sustainable. And uh, we also have the economic aspect that is the social enterprise where we have it as Pema Moringa, uh, enterprise or we have the PEMA product development where uh, we promote uh, agribusiness and also we produce products and we sell organic products. So from we do the education and we produce products and we sell the products, we do a lot of exportation of our products. Well, that's, that's really interesting. And I like what you said there because you know, sometimes if we just focus on one side of it, the other side doesn't, you know, it's not really sustainable. So it's good that you have that sort of economic side that's bringing, you know, funds into the cooperative and it makes it more self-sustainable. Um, and that 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 also brings me on to the other question because I, I saw is, on your... Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, so, and that is one of the things that we teach our farmers. We... Uh, aside, we telling them to go into a sustainable agriculture. We include that economic aspect of it where they have to, one of the principles is that anything you do, you must obtain a yield. Obtaining a yield, aside the social, aside the environmental impact, you should obtain economic impact as well. That is where they have to do uh, the organic agriculture, but they shouldn't be able to get products that they can sell and then get economic impact. So as we do our business, we do it sustainably, we try to gain economic impact. So as all the farmers and all the people that we train. Fantastic, fantastic, yes. that's beautiful. Okay. And we, are uh, we are mentioning about sustainable, sustainable, because we want our NGO to be sustainable. That's why we've added the economic aspects so that if there's no money for uh, the NGO, we can get something from the economy so that we will be sustainable. Yes, yes, and I think and I think it's a good idea. It makes a lot of sense, you know, um, so that you're not just dependent on you know uh, funding from outside of your organization. So um, that's that's really good. That's a really good uh, model you have. 
Um, I, I went on your website, um, you know, earlier this week, and I saw uh, a couple of organizations that you've worked with. I think one of them was a German organization. Can you tell us a bit about, you know, some of the partnerships you've had and, you know, how they went and what it's like, you know, working with these kind of foreign partners? Okay, so uh, you mentioned Germany, then I can start with this um, two organizations in Germany, that is SONED, Southern Network for Environmental Development. SONED, we began a partnership in 2012 where we developed a project and then we got it funded by the BMZ from Germany, the uh, German government in 2014 till uh, May 2018. Uh, which is about poverty reduction and economic development in Ghana and West Africa. And uh, from this training, uh, from this program, I think project, we train over 4,000 uh, people within this three and a half year project. And then after this project, with this SONET, uh, we were able to create a school partnership project with another German organized school organization in as, as SFE, that is School for the Adults. I think they have a, a, a proper pronunciation in German, uh, but in, in English it's SFE, School for the Adults, where uh, we began a partnership project with this SFE group uh, in 2015. So now we bring student from Germany to our institute to learn our sustainable uh, methods and education. And then we also send students to uh, Germany for them to also uh, learn their educational system and then also how they interact, how they do things, the education system and everything. So I think in 2015, they came to uh, Ghana and then 2017, our group also went to Germany. And then in 2019, as different schools came to Ghana again. And then in 2021, uh, we also, I think 2022, yes, this 22, we also went to uh, Germany again with this kind of partnership, which is still existing with us and then with us, with the SONET and then the SFE. We also have this partnership with LASH. LASH has been, shall I say, a backbone of uh, Ghana Permaculture Institute from the inception of creating the institute. LASH buys, I will say, a large quantity of uh, Moringa products from, from us since uh, 2012, 2011, 2012 till date we have been supplying a lot of Moringa oil and seeds to Lush. And Lush is a UK uh, organization or company that produces cosmetics. And they also have a charitable and environmental sustainable projects that they also do uh, to support farmers. Through our engagement, we have had some few uh, funding from Lush also to implement some tree planting and also uh, some agricultural uh, trainings for our farmers. We also had a partnership with a Global Eco Village Network in uh, UK, Scotland. And 
in 2016, uh, together with this Gen International, we had the uh, Global Eco Village Network Africa Conference in Ghana, in the uh, in our institute, Ghana Permaculture Institute, in 2016, I think December. So these are some of the partners that we are working with. We have others that we work with them regarding ONI, that is beekeeping, and then with other products as well. Wow, wow, wow. That's a lot of uh, partners. Um, yes. did, did, they, uh, did they tend to come to you or did you find them? Or is it, was it like a mix? Like, say, for example, Lush, you said they were with you from a very early stages. How did that, how did that relationship begin? Most of our partners that we're working with came to being as a result of our sustainable works and works that we do where they saw us and then we started to collaborate and then find synergy to promote sustainable activities in Ghana and Africa. Lash came to uh, uh, met our late founder, Dr. Paul Yabua, when he was making a presentation, I think in civil London, and through that they came to uh, Ghana and then saw what we were doing. And from there, we started a partnership with them and then we began to promote more of Moringa products. Global Eco Village Network also the same. It was through a presentation and a recommendation where uh, uh, we did a presentation. And then they got to find out that we are really promoting sustainable agriculture and sustainable environmental activities and social activities in rural communities of Ghana. And we are really working with the real people in Ghana. Therefore, partnering with us uh, will be working with the grassroots people in Ghana. So as well as the, the SONET also saw our activities as well as the SFE and then also all other partners. So most of the times uh, they see our product maybe on Facebook, maybe from our website and from there we start the engagement. That is how oh, mostly we get the partners. Well, that's that's really interesting. That's really, really interesting. So that that basically means that, you know, if if you do practice sustainable agriculture and you're honest and transparent and you present these kind of projects to people, there are partners, international partners that will come to you and will work with exactly. you. And oh, wow, because, you know, people sometimes believe that, you know, it only happens to just, you know, the lucky people and this and that. But it's actually, you know, it's quite possible for it to happen to other people in the, in the, in the continent, right? It's not just uh, for, for special people. I can, all, I can say that with your hard work and your honesty, you can get to people. That is how permaculture leaders are, especially the founder. Uh, and we are also, we've also learned from him. So with hard work, with honesty, uh, people can get you. You can work with people. Fantastic, fantastic. That's very well said. That's very well said. It's very um, encouraging as well for other people that are looking to get into this type of uh, business. So, um, one question, one final question on the permaculture aspect before we move into moringa specifically. Um, permaculture. It seems like it's. Um, a lot of work, you know, just looking from outside, looking in, someone might say, well, you know, if I do this permaculture thing, 
all my products will be very expensive and no one's going to buy my product. So what do you say to that if someone says that to you? I will say that all the products that we use now, it based on how others has been able to cultivate and then the message, the importance of the products. It will not be difficult for buying or it will not be expensive of buying permaculture products. Why? Because if you buy the less costly products and then at the end of the day, which are poison, at the end of the day, you use money to go and then buy, send yourself to hospital to check yourself, to get medications and all those things. The cost you will incur in eating uh, inorganic food and then synthetic food will be higher than the cost you will pay to eat good food. There's a saying that you can either eat your food as a medicine or you eat medicine as your food. So these are the two ways I see with a permaculture product. Permaculture products are not expensive. We do sustainable farming. We do it in organic way. And with organic way, you are safe. You have a good health. You have a good product. And you are safe from sickness and all those things. And I will say others moving into organic agriculture that doesn't know how to do it see it to be more costly in the process. But the thing is, if you know it well, it doesn't cost too much. Because I remember not just last week, I was with some farmers and they, they gave us a call that currently the price of fertilizers and pesticides are really raising so high that they most of their farmers they are working with over 2000 farmers and most of these farmers has reduced their their size of land in cultivation by i think 30% or 40% in the minor season of this year because they can't afford the fertilizer but this is the way we already have local fertilizers local resources that can give us a good fertilizer which we don't have knowledge in producing that. Therefore, if these people have knowledge in producing their own fertilizer, it makes it more easier and more affordable to get your own fertilizer. You get your local material to make your own pesticide and you apply it on your product and you harvest it with uh, uh, less cost. So we aim at harvesting more from a less input that you will put in your land so cost of permaculture products are not all that expensive compared yes. to yes now products okay, yes that's that go and, ahead go ahead uh if you have local crops and you plant them you will always get it during the next season you won't go and buy it you can get the seed to replant and these these are this makes it uh, low cost because for the exotic one, if you plant the crops this year, next year, unless you go and buy another, but for these are local crops, it's not like that. If you plant it, you can save the seeds to plant next year. And even if you go to that same land, you can get 
the crop there, especially the vegetables. If you plant them uh, next year, you can get that same plant on that same land. So this makes it easy to work on organic farming or permaculture farming. So it's very lively and interesting when you are doing this type of farming. Mm. Yes, yes, it does sound very, very interesting. And I like I like a lot of what you're both saying. Um, you know, in the long run, it's cheaper. You know, it's, you know, like like Charles said, you know, you don't have to pay for that medication to treat yourself. You have to take that into account. And then also, as Agnes is saying here, that, you know, you can reuse, you can get the seeds and the seeds is, is free, it's from God. So you don't have to worry about going to someone else to go buy the seeds again and again. So um, that's, that's a very good um, feedback. So... Very quickly, we'll just uh, move on to more specifically Moringa. Now, you know, we've, we've talked about permaculture. We understand what it is, why it's important. But uh, Moringa is one of your main products. And over the past few years, let's say, actually more than a few years, let's say five years or so, Moringa has been getting really popular. Everyone's talking about it. You know, Moringa, superfood, it does this and that. So can you explain to us in very simple terms, why is Moringa so Popular, what is so great about Moringa? Can you explain it to us? Okay. So uh, the reason Moringa is becoming popular is others will say it is the storehouse of all vitamins. When you take a hundred grams or maybe a teaspoon of Moringa, it contains vitamin a that you will get from carrots that same moringa contains uh vitamin c from orange that same moringa contains uh potassium that is in banana that same uh, uh moringa contains a protein that is in egg and it has a lot of vitamins and minerals in this. Therefore, eating Moringa is just like taking orange to get your vitamin C, to taking vitamin A, maybe your carrot, taking a banana, taking egg, taking your milk. Therefore, you have all the nutrients that you need from these super products. So that is why if you look at for the, uh, for over five, six years now, Moringa is really catching up and then gaining a lot uh, in the market. And that is what we are promoting. We promote this Moringa cultivation in Ghana so well. I think over 80, 75 to 80% of all the farmers are integrating Moringa cultivation in their farms. And one thing about the permaculture is we don't cultivate one product. We do uh, we do diversify our, our cultivation. Therefore, we have different species of plants in the same land. But Moringa is one of the uh, economic crops that we encourage most of farmers to cultivate. So Moringa is a storehouse of vitamins and minerals and medicinal uh, products as well. Okay, okay. And um, are there any like um, specific problems or situations that people use Moringa? 
let's say, for example, if someone um, has a cold or has an infection, what's the most popular use case for Moringa? Is, is there one or do people just take it every day to, you know, boost their immune system? What, what's the use, what specific use case is the most popular in your opinion? Okay. People that have uh, hypertension, high blood pressure, if you eat it, it reduces it. It reduces the pressure. And also those who have diabetes, it also reduces the sugar. And it gives, especially the babies, if you eat it, uh, they become strong. Uh, especially those with Kwashiakor people, the, the Moringa powder is good for them. And also, and also to add to the health benefit of this, in our institute, we are able to uh, process the Moringa leaves into powder where, where people eat it as a food supplement. And you add to your food that you eat. And another part is we use this Moringa as a cosmetics product that we produce Moringa soap, which in fact uh, kills and cleanses rashes. If someone has rashes and you apply the Moringa soaps or the Moringa products, everything goes. We have the shampoo, Moringa shampoo, that also takes away all the dandruff that is in the hair. And then we have all other body skin diseases. If you have those kind of skin diseases, it is easier for the Moringa cosmetics, the soap, the cream, the ointment, the shower gel, the shampoo, the liquid soap to cure these kind of uh, diseases, mostly really uh, skin-related diseases. And with uh, joint pains, other people use the Moringa oil. We are able to process Moringa seeds into oil. We process the oil from the seeds. With a Moringa seed uh, oil, seed oil, others use it as uh, uh, as a massaging agent, which really helps and incurs a lot of pains in our joint. And others use it for a lot of cosmetics purpose. Last uses most of our uh, Moringa oil, and what we do is we process it organically. We pro we just produce, we distill this moringa the oil from the moringa without no additives so it's pure and organic oil wow 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 amazing amazing this is there's a lot of knowledge being shared and i really appreciate um you guys what, what you what you're doing it's very powerful and it's not only good for the soil it's good for the people and it's good for the health like like you summarized in the beginning so i'm very very happy with what you guys are doing and um, one, one thing that you mentioned there, actually, the Moringa oil, um, there's, I've heard people ask for like Moringa oil for like made from the seeds, Moringa seed oil. And I've also heard of Moringa leaf oil. So which one do you guys make? Or do you make both of them? What's, what's the difference? So uh, in our institute, we process the Moringa leaves into powder. 
moringa powder and also moringa tea where you take it every morning and we also process the moringa seeds into moringa oil so we produce process wow. the moringa seeds into moringa oil yes that is what we do and we have the moringa capsules as well we have the tea we have the moringa capsules we have the moringa oil we have the moringa powder and we have the cosmetics so that is what we produce at our institute and we uh, uh train people on this and we export a lot of our products to japan to uk us germany and yes other part of the world and one beneficial thing is we use the moringa seed cake as fertilizer the if we process we press the oil the cake that will come out we use it as fertilizer and it is very effective it's good wow wow that's that's really interesting and one thing um, about uh, the seeds when you have stomach ache, it's like a dewormer. When you chew the, the seeds mm -hmm. and you have stomach ache for the first two, three days, oh, yeah. you will run and afterwards you are clean. Some other doctors prescribe that a day you must take, I think morning, one Moringa seed in the morning, one in the evening. And Yes, another part of it, if you don't have sugar, it's a replacement of sugar. If you are drinking your tea, if you are taking your porridge, you can just take one or two of these Moringa seeds and then you, they, it tastes, it's, it is so sweet, more than sugar or honey. So when you take it and then you take your porridge or you take your tea, you will not need any sugar, white sugar, that will get you other sickness. Oh, wow. I didn't even know that. I thought, <laughs> I assumed that the seed would taste bitter, but you're telling me it's sweet? You could put it in like teasers. So I'm oh. going to encourage you to get one. And then when you take just one and then you drink water, and if you don't take it, you will love to take some porridge so that at least the sugary content in that will uh, uh, will leave your, disappear from your, so your mouth. It's so oh, sweet. Wow, wow. When you take it and you take water. Wow, wow, wow. That's interesting. That's very interesting. Okay, okay. Um, so just a couple more questions for you guys. Um, one is you touched on the export, you know. Um, a lot of Africans are looking to get into export, um, both to make money for themselves or make money for their country, bring in more dollars into the country. So um, what's, what's been your, um, or what advice do you give people if they want to get into export? They've never done it before. They want to find buyers and they want to, you know, start exporting from whatever country in Africa. What advice do you have for people? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. yes so uh, what advice we'll give is there's abundance somewhere and there's scarcity somewhere. So all Africans, we have a lot of abundance of products, of, uh, of raw materials here in Africa, here in Ghana. And it's good for us to also export to where they don't have it to get some more dollars to the country and then to get our farmers engaged. 
And I would say to be able to do much exports will require you getting all your documentation right. Because you can't do export without following certain standards. And then to even do the exports, I talked of standards, you will have to follow certain standards, international standards, in terms of uh, the customer that you get. For us, we produce products organically. Therefore, you will need an organic certification uh, a certificate from maybe a body like Ecosets. And when you get that uh, Ecosets certificate, it requires you that you can sell your products in all the other European countries, yeah, European Union countries. So uh, you need this kind of certification to be able to send, sell most of your organic products in other parts of the world. And then fair trade certificate is also one of the certificates you might require, which is not much, but when you get the Ecosys certificate, it can really do very well from the beginning. And then you must register with your uh, uh, local or national uh, uh, institutions. That is, you must have the exports and import registration renewed every year. If you don't have it, you have to register with your local or national uh, institutions, and then you have to renew it every year. And then uh, you will also have to keep a, a, a good profile of yourself. Because if you are producing Moringa oil, produce only Moringa oil. Don't add any other oil to make it more. It is better to eat sustainably than to eat just once. If you try to eat everything today, tomorrow will come. What if tomorrow you don't die and you are still alive? You will go hunger. Therefore, it is good you eat peace peace for the rest of your life than to eat all your, your, your food in one day. Most of the times, other people try because they want to please their customers and uh, their inability to meet the demand within the set time makes them add certain things to make their product more to, to their customers. And this is where it doesn't build a good profile for organization that will do this. So if you are really doing it, you care for the people, you care for the earth, you do fair share. Oh, yeah, yeah, you share what you have. Therefore, caring for the people, you don't have to add other things because if you say you are producing Moringa oil, it should be Moringa oil, coconut oil, it should be coconut oil, and other part, it should, all other products, it should be pure products, but not additive product. With that, uh, yes, uh, we can do a sustainable export and import of products. And then we can also have more projects and our, program, our project or our businesses can sustain in Africa. Yes, yes, yes. Thank you so much for that. You know, a lot of a lot of good, good advice in there because especially the last one you mentioned, you know, it's 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 better to have something sustainable. So don't, you know, add unnecessary additives. And also I think that a lot of people, at least from my experience, when they say they want to get into export, they they, they just pick everything. They want to do all the different products at the same time. When a lot of the time it's good to understand one one or two products very well and you know export that rather than trying to you know just take every opportunity that's in front of you so um I, I really appreciate your feedback i'm sure a lot of people would learn from what you guys have shared today um one one last question um before we you know ask you guys to share your 
maybe a website or Instagram or anywhere that can reach you, they want to buy from you. Um, but before that, the quick question is, what are some of the maybe um, challenges or opportunities that you see that people can partner with you and help to fill out a particular gap? Um, I don't know. It could be anything. It could be from logistics to aggregation. What Are there any places where you say, hmm, maybe um, permaculture or Ghana Permaculture Institute might not want to get into that? But if another company came in and did that, Hello. we could. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, some of our challenges are the machines we use for processing, um, for pressing the oil and the capsules and the tea bags. And another challenge is also the marketing. You know, as Charles said, we don't add any additive to uh, the oil to get plenty, to get plenty. Uh, we don't get, the, the yield we get is, scanty so it's a challenge it's cost it makes our thing costly because if i use moringa 10 seed before 10 kilos of moringa seed before i get one liter if somebody also adds something to it you can get about three liters or four liters so it makes our hours become costly so the marketing is also a challenge. Thank you. Okay, maybe to also add to uh, the question of opportunities and challenges. Um, we aim at, in fact, supporting our farmers. And one of the things we can do to help is what Madame just said, creating a market is what we are looking at. How other people can come together in partnership with us to uh, produce and promote locally made products from our permaculture system. Because as we promote people to go into the permaculture farming and also organic agricultural farming, then we will have to create a market for these people. Therefore, we will need a partnership from all over the world to uh, come and then we all support these farmers. They produce this quality product. We must get a market for them. And then from the market, they can get some economic benefit from what they are doing. And to be able to do, we also aim at uh, increasing our production capacity. Therefore, if the farmers produce a lot and we don't have the necessary machinery and equipment to process them into what we process them into now, we will have a pile of materials stocked to be processing. Therefore, we also aim at uh, increasing our uh, production capacity by extending our uh, agribusiness center so that uh, we'll be able to produce a, a higher and a more quantity and a quality products to the market. I think so far, uh, doing business with us is, is really fairly. What we encourage people is uh, uh, fair trade. Um, uh, we, we show it, it should be fair. We shouldn't 
cheat each other. We should do things sustainably. It's better we do things we 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 sustainably. We have a partnership that is sustainable than to have a partnership that is just two days, three days partnership, and then that is all it is gone. We really want to support people. Therefore, people who also have the vision and the aim of coming for us to all support each other to build a better Ghana, a better Africa, and then support the rural communities in producing higher uh, quality products. We are willing to partner with those people. Wow, thank you so much for that. That's been very insightful. Um, I hope from this uh, podcast, We'll share it online and maybe you can get more partners and investors and other people that, you know, can can find more markets for your products. So thank you so much for joining me on this podcast. Um, before we wrap up, I'd like for you to share maybe your website or Instagram or any way that people can contact you and reach out to you if they're interested in buying your organically certified permaculture, Moringa and other products. How can people find you? Yeah, so uh, we have a website like www.permacultureghanapermacultureinstitute.org. And also we have the Facebook to be Ghana Permaculture Institute and Instagram Ghana Permaculture Institute. When you contact us from all these places, uh, you'll be able to get in contact with us so that we can begin some uh, business uh, engagements. And it's not only the Moringa, we have coconut oil, baobab oil, we have a mushroom product, we have the dried mushroom, we have uh, uh, the fresh mushrooms, and we have only organic uh, Pema Moringa only. We have a Pema Moringa only because our we have set our beehives closer to our Moringa farms. Therefore, when you harvest the honey, you see the greenish, the, the honey doesn't look like the ones in the market. You see the greenish uh, substance, the, that moringa. And then when you taste it, you taste the honey taste a bit of moringa. So we have it to be perma moringa, organic perma moringa honey that we also sell, uh, which is more nutritious than uh, the other ones in the market. And we are hoping to promote more sustainable products in our institute. So uh, we are open for collaboration and discussion further. So yes, uh, that is how maybe. Thank you, thank you so much. And yes, uh, please do reach out to them. Um, their products are organic certified. So, you know, a lot of people think, you know, just by calling stuff organic, it means it's organic. No, you know, you have to go through a rigorous process to get that certification. So. Um, please reach out to the Ghana Permaculture Institute, buy their products and promote permaculture in Africa. This has been the Pan-African Traders podcast. Thank you, everyone, for listening. And thank you, Charles. Thank you, Agnes, for a great session and have a nice evening. Thank you very much. Thank, thank you. you. I love you. Thank you very much for listening to this episode. We hope you enjoyed it and took away as much information as possible. Our second sponsor for this episode is Afriverse. Afriverse is an e-learning marketplace for those in the diaspora and on the continent to share knowledge between each other. Whether you're looking to gain a new skill or to find out ways that you can make money online, particularly on the African continent, Afriverse is the website for you. 
visit afriverse.co that's a-f-r-i-v-e-r-s-e dot c-o to learn more right now we are running a 10% promo off the how to export from Nigeria course if you're looking to find out how to become a professional exporter from A to Z visit afriverse.co find the how to export from Nigeria course and type in PT10 on the checkout to get 10% off this amazing course. Please visit afriverse.co or check out our Instagram at afriverse.co to learn more.